Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of See the World Differently podcast. Um, I'm your host, Rebecca Taylor, and it was great this week. You're going to hear from a very dear friend of mine. Um, I've pretty much known him since I've been in the industry. His name's Teddy Garzba. He was a captain for years. He's now a broker at Sunseeker, Florida, based out of Miami. Um, He has an incredible disposition. He's so knowledgeable, and it was just such a great pleasure to be able to sit down with him and have a little chat about the industry and how things have changed and some of his favorite destinations. Um, Like I said, guys, he's very knowledgeable. He's got some great tips on where you should go on your next vacation, Um, and I really hope you enjoy this time with us today. So thanks again for joining us. Teddy, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. It's a pleasure to have you. Always love chatting to you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, anytime. Um, We were hoping that you could just share a little bit with our listeners a bit of background on yourself. Um, They may know a little bit about you as a broker with Sunseeker, but you've got quite a long CV before that. So can you just introduce your background a little bit for us? Yes, of course. Um, I'm a former captain. I was a captain for uh, 16 years. I've been in the industry for over 20 years. 21 years to be exact. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm half Venezuelan, half Lithuanian, uh, been based in South Florida most of my uh, life, and obviously running boats and building yachts in Italy and different parts of the world. I spent a decent time in the Med. Um, I also, I follow the construction, obviously, of a Sun Seeker, a couple of Sun Seekers. I uh, built a a 26 meter Maiora in Italy, a 90 foot uh, Falcon in Italy as well. And in 2007, I actually followed the build of a, from scratch of a, a 85 foot custom yacht in Egypt. So I got to live in Egypt for a year building that yacht. Um, yeah, so uh, typical Captain Life, you know. Um, Summers in the Med, most mo- mostly, yeah. Um, every summer we did the Med season. Only a few seasons actually I didn't do the Med. Um, and then winters, you know, in the Bahamas and the Caribbean. Um, I did mostly private, but I also had some uh, heavy uh, chartered activity. Um, yeah, that's pretty much uh, my background, and and I've been a broker for almost five years now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think when we met, you were doing the builds in Italy, if I'm not mistaken, and then you, Correct. yeah, and then you were trying to look into entering into the broker sphere. So, was there something that a, like attracted you to becoming a broker after being a captain? Was it sort of you were the operator for a bit, and now you kind of wanted to be in control of watching the builds or doing the charters or making the sales? Like, what attracted you to becoming a yacht broker versus a captain, say? Well, to be honest with you, I was uh, I was kind of like ready for change. It, it was a combination of factors. Um, well, number one, uh, I got married. Um, my wife got pregnant with her first uh, daughter. So that was a game changer. But even before I met my wife, I was already like, you know, feeling like, okay, done that, been there. I was kind of like looking for a change. In fact, I already had my captain license, uh, but I wasn't really doing anything on brokers yet. I was just a working captain. So um, 
the whole thing meeting my wife, getting married, getting pregnant, all that stuff kind of like um, made me um, make that decision, you know, a lot quicker. Yeah, you want to be in one place. I can imagine after so many years of hopping around, it sounds really glamorous to people who haven't done it, but you're living not by your own terms at all, are you? You know, and you've been to the Bahamas once and then all of a sudden you've been there 15 times and I'm sure you just kind of want a place to call home after a while. Yeah, that's exactly how I was feeling, how I was feeling. Um, and um, I mean, knowing that side of the industry, you know, obviously uh, boat construction and, you know, management and running boats and crew and charters and the whole nine yards, um, it was great. But I was ready for a new chapter, you know, uh, something different. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I really love being a broker. Um, I mean, it's all I know. Boats, it's all I know in my life. So um, it's just a different side of the industry. But I mean, it's really amazing. And I mean, I just can't see see myself doing anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first time when you made the switch over, I saw you at the Miami Yacht and Brokerage show, I think a couple years ago. And you just looked like you were in your element. It looked like you were made to do that. And you just seemed so happy. So I think it was definitely the right move for you. And like you say, at the right time, probably. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I actually I have felt, you know, from day one, really like this is my, uh, my element. This is where I, what I want to be, you know, I yeah. mean, I'm always boating anyways. And my relationship with like, um, clients, uh, which they all become my friends and I do my best all the time to like get them the best deal, um, find the best boat possible for them. And it's, uh, it's all about relationships and, you know, as you can imagine. So I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's great too to have that. Like you say, it's what you know, but it's also the same circle. Whether you're a captain or a broker, it's often the same clientele or it's the same boat shows or events or same circle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not too much of a, a leap to make, I suppose. But when you were a captain and you said you did mostly private, um, but a lot, a lot of busy charters. Um, how did you ensure Correct. that? How did you make sure that everything ran smoothly? As a captain, I imagine so much falls on your shoulders. Was there anything that you could share advice for other people, both you know people who look to want to charter, but also we have a lot of crew who listen in, um, and just advice for them, really, like how can the groups on board a charter and the crew sort of work together to make it a harmonious, amazing experience for them? Well, my personal experience, um, it's all about the crew, you know? I mean, once you find yourself, you basically, you get yourself a good crew, a group of professionals, you know, just like you, business-oriented or family-oriented, really, with responsibilities and uh, love to work and be busy, but very professional, you know, and mature, uh, uh, it, it, everything comes together, you know? So um, once you have a great crew, I mean, you know how it is. I mean, on charters, you work long days, you know, and sometimes long weeks, you know, with a lot of people on board for a long period of time, and it, sometimes it gets edgy. So having the right crew and not having to worry about anyone or babysitting anybody uh, is, is huge. So that 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 plays a big, big role in the whole, not only for charter, but also on the private um, yacht uh, scene. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, it basically becomes a second family, doesn't it? So 
if someone's not getting along with someone else, it's just going to create tension and so many more issues down the line, isn't it? Correct. And there's a fine line between, you know, um, uh, being co-workers and being friends, you know, so mm. sometimes it's hard for a captain to like draw that fine line. So, um, people, you know what I mean? Yes. Know their position and, you know, it's all about respect, communication and getting the job done. That really is the bottom line, getting it done. Yeah, it is a pleasure industry, isn't it? So you want to make sure you're delivering on that experience every time too and it and it can be hard you're right like people get edgy it's long summers or winters chartering back to back so you need to keep that downtime as well to keep everyone fresh and excited for the next charter group to arrive correct i know and that reflects i mean like uh i mean it could be the largest the prettiest mega yacht super yacht on the planet but if the right crew is not on board i mean like i'm pretty sure they the guests uh will notice that we'll feel it you know we'll oh, feel yeah. the tension or we'll, so so uh, once when you have the right crew and everybody works hard in harmony it's just fantastic you know yeah. and and we all have to have a good time too i mean uh, the crew is working but they also enjoy doing it so it's great yeah yeah and i imagine being a captain for so long and doing your own travel as well. You must have a few favorite spots around the globe that you like to go to. Do you have a favorite destination that you could share with our listeners? Yes, of course. Um, well, I have a, quite a few. Yeah, <laughs> um, please, any of them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, obviously the Mediterranean is always like the heart, you know, of uh, of the summer, you know. The French Riviera is always amazing, Baleares, uh in, in Spain, but I, I have a very, very soft spot for Italy. I really love Italy. Um, I know it very well, not just by boat, but, you know, in general. Um, so I think my ferry destinations maybe would be in Italy after the French Riviera, obviously. Yeah. Um, I love Portofino. I love um, La Versilia, Tuscany. Uh, I love uh, Porto Cervo in Sardinia. I love, obviously, the Amalfi Coast, Capri, uh, Amalfi, Sorrento. Um, just so many beautiful places. And even, I mean, even Sicily, um, a lot of mega yachts and super yachts don't have the opportunity to go to, like, way south. But I think the south of Italy also has a lot to offer. And we had amazing, amazing times down there. So... Yeah, I think Italy um, has a very sweet spot in my heart. Yeah, and that's, I guess, you've spent quite a bit of time there, so you've had the ability to travel around a lot and find the little hidden pockets or make it all the way south, like you say. So it's it's nice when you get that time in one place, isn't it, just to really explore it. Yeah, and, and of course, and there's so much to see, not just by by sea, by the ocean. I mean, like, it's just such a beautiful country that you can just, like, I mean, uh, recommend, uh, suggest to your guests, you know, uh, or employers, you know, where to go to for dinner, if they're having dinner off the boat, you know, like you recommend places, restaurants, galleries, I mean, sightseeing, I mean, anything that you pretty much know, uh, you pretty much pass it on to them. Also, in addition, like uh, local wines and local experiences that you have gone through, that you can also 
recommend to your guests. It's always satisfying, you know, when they get back on the boat and they're like, oh, that was amazing. Or when they get back to me, like now as a broker, you know, oh, we went to Italy, which happened very recently. Uh, about three weeks ago, a good client and friend of mine went to Italy with his family for 10 days. And I pretty much made a list of like restaurants and places and things to see and do. And they pretty much covered most of them and they were very, very happy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I, yeah, I can imagine having all that information in your back pocket is so helpful. It is. It really is. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. And now, as you said, you're married. You've got two beautiful little girls. Has your vacationing changed? Do you guys tend to stay in the U.S. or do you go to the Caribbean more? Has that, I imagine it has changed from your days as a captain, but what do you tend to do now for a family vacation, say? Um, we do, I mean, we obviously don't travel as much because traveling with two kids is obviously <laughs> a little more difficult, Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I mean, we go to the Caribbean, go to the Bahamas, um, been to the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Torres and Caicos, Bahamas, um, a few times. And, um, and also within the U S, um, we'll go visit family in, in Chicago and Colorado, um, California. So yeah, we, we also have a good time here okay. in the U S no, no shortage of travel by the sounds of it. <laughs> You're still able to go no, to quite no, a few no. places. Yeah, that's good. Um, no, no, not, not at all. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to know, because as you said, I didn't realize it was 21 years. Uh, congratulations in the industry. Um, how have you, <laughs> you. Uh, not, not to date yourself or anything, but how have you um, seen it change sort of? I imagine being on the build side and then as a broker and a captain that you've noticed a lot of change in how people are coming to yachting and how people are wanting to travel when they're on a yacht. Is there anything you can share about those changes that you've witnessed? Um, yes, of course. I mean, um, yeah, the industry has changed. I mean, it's the evolution in general, you know, like starting with the, the vessels themselves, you know, technology and um, things are changing drastically. Um, there are obviously more boats than before. There, I mean, like the economy right now is also booming. So um, there is a lot of movement going on, especially um, new builds. Um, there's, actually, there's lack of uh, brokerage, pre-owned vessels. So um, new vessels right now are like an... Uh, high demand um that's a big change that i've seen from the past um compared to like obviously 2007 you know when the economy just like went mm -hmm. downhill compared yeah. to now that's a big change that i see um and yeah i mean i think social media also um has played a huge role um on everything on the yachting industry because now people share so many everything pretty much like their experiences like photos of places and it, there's so much information on the internet not just on social media so i think that have created a huge impact on everything else on, on everything like tourism and everything we do with the yachting industry so yeah i mean this what's happening right now compared to the past or uh, say when I first started as a captain, I mean, it's like day and night. Yeah. So yeah. And everything is positive. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's really amazing. 
It's a really good point too about the social media. It's, you, you know, some people don't love the evolution of social media, but at the end of the day, it's all so instant and people that used to book a charter and, you know, part of our business is, is educating people. It's people who maybe didn't know about yacht charters or didn't think they could afford them or that they were kind of out of reach. And as we've been talking to more and more potential clients, they're amazed. And it's so easy now to say, you know, check out these Instagram accounts and it's just pictures of people on boats and the locations they're at and they can really get a feel for what a vacation on board is like and they can see inside of the yachts more than, you know, those old stale brochures that used to get pinted, like printed out. And it was really hard to picture yourself in that atmosphere, whereas now I think it's so tangible for people. So it's, it's such a good point that you make about the social media. It is huge. I mean, correct. It is huge. Um, I mean, nowadays clients, whether they're looking for charter or to purchase a, a yacht uh, or any boat of any kind, um, they do their homework. I mean, like these mm. people, these people are educated. I mean, so that also keeps you on your toes. Um, you, you have to like be on top of your game, you know? So yeah, speak, yeah. So it's great. Yeah, and like you say, it, it, that's positive, right? It forces everyone to be more transparent. There's no more hiding behind all this red tape or, you know, smoke and mirrors that people don't know about. It's it sort of everything is what you see is what you get. And if someone's telling you something different, it's very easy for you to find out the real answers and, and know maybe that's not a trusted avenue to take or something like that. So, yeah, another another good point. The transparency has definitely changed. I think you you probably noticed that as well as a captain and a broker. Exactly. No, I mean, the information is out there for everyone to grab. And I mean, from looking at pictures to, I mean, anything you really can find on online. And um, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's all positive. Yeah, exactly. And a question we like to ask a lot of our um, guests is, if you could choose one thing that makes um, a vacation on board a luxury yacht or a super yacht charter so special, what would it be and why do you think it is? Well, um, it's well a big question. let's start with numbers. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with numbers. Uh, um, to charter a super yacht, it's a very limited amount of people on the planet that can do so. So that makes it already special, you know? So mm -hmm. it's pretty much the 1% of the 1%, yeah. you know? Because not every wealthy person or like, you know, in that position, you know, like necessarily love boats you know right so so it really is like a small percentage of the one percent so that that's how i look at it you know from my perspective and that makes it really special because these are like lifetime memories you know i mean these people you know good for them they can afford these things and they have the best time of their lives i mean like you book a vacation on a, a super yacht, uh, you charter this vessel in the Med or Asia or name it. I mean, and those are lifetime memories that no one can take away from you. Mm -hmm. um, well, unless you get Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Touch <laughs> <a joke>. <laughs> <laughs> No, but really, um, it makes it really special. I mean, to, uh, I mean, it could be a, a, a honeymoon. It could be a family gathering. It could be many possible reasons, you know, to charter uh, a, a yacht, especially a big one, you know, um, on a special destination. It's not the same to charter a boat for eight hours. 
uh, down in Key Biscayne in Miami to charter a super yacht like in the Caribbean in the winter right. or or a week in the in the summer in the mad. So obviously big differences. Um, also, another factor that makes it that very special, Rebecca, um, goes back to the crew. You know, um, having the right crew, having the right chef. Um, based on my experience, you know, the eating part of the charter really is, wow, I mean, like crucial on a charter. Yeah. That also makes it very special because it could be an amazing week, but if the food wasn't that great, the charter wasn't like amazing, you know, those are things that people always always remember oh my god it chef was amazing he made this for us and he made that and like so i think that's a, an important uh highlight yeah it sort of takes the already incredible once in a lifetime almost experience and just takes it to a whole new level right and and equally if you're missing that aspect of it it can really drop that once in a lifetime experience to like Meh, it was okay you know well actually i can give you an example um very good friend of mine. Actually, there are a couple. Um, this is years ago. This is at least 10 years ago. Uh, they were working together on a very busy charter boat uh, in the Med. And he was the chef. And she was like a second stew on the yacht. Mm -hmm. And this American couple chartered uh, the yacht the first time. Um, they had such a great time that they actually did it the second time in the Caribbean when the boat came back. Um uh, to America, they ended up going to charter that same vessel with the same crew in the Caribbean. Okay. And long story short, long story short, the chef and the two, my friends, uh, Todd and Sandra, they actually ended up working directly for the client and they've been working for them privately for this amount of time, like really? nine years, 10 years. And the guys like the on the top 40 wealthiest people in the United States, an oh. amazing person. And so <laughs> goes back to your question. I mean, they <laughs> yeah. made their charter experience so special that look what happens to them. You know, your life can change just like that. And yeah, that's yeah, a great I'm anecdote. Happy for them. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the ultimate. Amazing. Compliment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very true about the food. I think uh, most people probably agree. And it's also one of the things people don't realize like I was saying, people who are coming to us as complete newcomers, that you do have this private chef who only cooks what you want, who will serve you every day, like, and it will be a, a seven-star meal every day. You know, that it's so unique, I think, because if they're coming from a luxury cruise, say, it's a buffet. I mean, there's still a chef, but it's just food laid out. There's no presentation. There's they're not thinking about all of your dietary needs. Um, and it is something It's just so dedicated just to you that I think it's something that a lot of people value now after having it. I, I couldn't agree more. That's yeah. exactly how it is. Yeah. I mean, it, mm -hmm. um, 100%. Well, thank you, Teddy. I really appreciate your time. I know you're really busy getting ready for the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show in a couple weeks' time. It seems to come around quicker every year, I'm sure you think. <laughs> Um, I wanted to thank you again. And Teddy, where can people find you on social media or your website? Anything you can share um, now where they can find you online would be great. Yeah, the easiest would be Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is yabrokerteddy. Um, very easy. Yeah. And you can find me at the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show at the Sunseeker Display. 
and we are the sound seeker dealer in Miami. And um, is it okay to give my phone number? Oh, it's up to you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, my my cell phone number is seven eight six four eight six six five nine five. Okay. If you have any questions, let me know. Awesome, Teddy. I thank you so much for your time. I always love chatting to you, and hopefully, we can catch up another time time soon. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity, and you guys have a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning in to see the world differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming.